Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their entrepreneurial careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you're listening to episode 94. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hello, I am currently living in some kind of in-between moments of my life. I'm preparing to live in a new city, a new state with a new job and a new home. I just finished a production and I'm working on a new recital in a few weeks. So with that, I'm ending my current job. I'm transitioning my community students. I'm taking on more of those community students and I'm getting ready to go back to school for my PhD. So there's a lot of kind of leaving, adjusting and gaining new things in my life all at the same time. And this morning I got up and I felt like I was in a tornado. (laughs) And I hadn't really adequately planned for my day besides the general work things that I was doing. And I hadn't really prepared for the in-between things. And so um, I didn't know how to transition from one schedule and one schedule of habits and plans to the next. So I sat down, I started making some new plans. And I did an awesome yoga meditation session with Hana. She led me through it. It was so great. She's finishing up her um, yoga certification And so that was really fun. And I'm also working on processing some of my feelings about leaving, moving, transitioning, new things, (sighs) just wanting to gain some more clarity and assurance for myself about what I'm doing and processing those feelings is important. But you know what? It really is a great time to be alive for me. It's uncomfortable, (laughs) but that usually means growth. And whenever I faced these moments of change that I just think, oh man, I don't want to change. I don't want to have to go through it. I always propels me into exciting journeys of growth. And so I am looking forward to that. But Enough about me. How are you today? What are you doing for yourself? Are you living in a tornado like me? And if so, I just want you to know that you're not alone. Take a deep breath. Experience your emotion. Come up with a plan. And you know what? It really will all work out. I hope you know that. Now, for today's topic, um, I'm thinking about an experience I had the other day. I was driving down the street and... I live right by a university with lots of pedestrians. And so, um, and there are several crosswalks everywhere. And sometimes the crosswalks don't have stop signs for the cars. You know, they're just in the middle of a, a street, not necessarily at an intersection. 
And so the drivers just need to watch for the pedestrians. And sometimes there are blinking lights to warn the, the drivers, but not that's not always the case. So you just really have to be paying attention. And um, this is just kind of a side note, but when I'm a pedestrian, I tend to be a little bit aggressive. And Hannah teases me about this. I, it's not that I walk out in front of a driving car and just hope that they stop for me. Because what if they're texting and they don't stop, you know? <laughs> but I'm also not the type of person to just sit on the side and wait until a car notices me and then stops and waves me across. I like to take a step out into the street and assert my presence, making sure that I'm still safely away from the cars in danger, but not just sitting around and hoping someone will notice me and then take care of me. (laughs) So the other day I was driving and I noticed a pedestrian waiting to cross in front of me. And so I stopped for him and he still seemed a little bit um, nervous about me. You know, he could see me slowing down and then stopping. And so I waved him across and then he sprinted across the street, like head leaning forward. I got to get across the street as fast as possible. He was definitely trying to be as safe as possible. And then about one minute later, I came to another kind of crosswalk with a pedestrian and I slowed down again and stopped. And this pedestrian started walking across, except instead of sprinting, she kind of confidently took her time to get across the street and and get where she needed to go. So the first pedestrian seemed to be apologizing with every step. Um, His posture was caved in. He looked nervous slash grateful, you know, grateful that I had stopped for for him, but also kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so nervous to be out here in this space. Apologetic that he had inconvenienced me for being there when I was driving. And I'm just guessing, but I think that he probably would have preferred to wait until there were no cars in sight and then just cross so that he wouldn't have to bother anyone. And in contrast, the second pedestrian, the girl, she was not worried at all about me and my schedule. I don't think that she was trying to inconvenience me. You know what I mean? Like she could have really slowed down and taken her time or, you know, it's not like she set up a picnic in the middle of the street. But she knew where she was going. She knew how to get there. She owned her presence in that crosswalk and got where she needed to go. And it's like she felt confident enough to say, hey, I have as much right to be crossing here as you do to be driving here. I need to go somewhere just like you do. I'm a pedestrian and it's the law for you to wait so you can wait. Now, both of these people have different approaches in their lives. And again, I'm just guessing. (laughs) I'm most likely oversimplifying from seeing a person for two seconds of their life. So maybe he isn't always apologetic about his needs. And maybe she isn't always confident in herself. But regardless, it got me thinking. I started thinking about the space that I occupy as a human and how I deserve to occupy however much space that I happen to be occupying or need to occupy. I started thinking about how I take space as a human physically, with my voice, with my opinions, with my needs, etc. 
So what does this look like? Well, um, as I was driving that day, I was actually on my way to a performance for The Sound of Music. And so when I was thinking about how this would apply in my actual life, it got me thinking about owning my presence as an actor and as a performer. And there have been many spaces for myself where I have felt very apologetic as a performer. And this hasn't always served me very well. For example, during bows in a performance, I always historically have felt a little foolish. And I kind of rush through my bow. I barely acknowledge the audience. Sometimes I think in my head, oh, I need to hurry through the bow because they probably didn't even really like my performance that much anyway. So I just like hurry and apologize and bow and get out of the way and wait for the next performer who I'm sure the audience will appreciate much more. Um, And then another way um, that I have apologize for my presence is if there's a performance where the actors go out and kind of do a meet and greet with the audience after a show. I just, well, first of all, I don't really like going out anyway, but one of the main reasons why I don't like going out is because I'm afraid of calling attention to myself and having people congratulate me on a show. I apologize for my presence. Um, Again, partially maybe because I feel like, oh, maybe I didn't do a good job and they just feel like they have to say good job to me. But um, I, again, I'm just kind of hiding. I've, I've hid my presence when I'm auditioning um, or I feel apologetic as I rehearse. I feel badly if I miss a line and so then I'm kind of hiding or I'm not being, or maybe I'm not the best actor in the room so then I feel apologetic. And I think thoughts like these that make me feel small and unworthy throughout the rehearsal process, throughout the auditioning process. Okay. So during this, during this run of The Sound of Music, I tried to experiment with some ways to own my space, to own my presence, own my worthiness, own my voice, own my learning, my growing process, own my growth, and present myself as a complete whole package that deserves to be a package that deserves to exist, to be present. I deserve to be present and I deserve to have a voice and not just my singing voice that as well, but also just my voice, my opinions, what I feel like I have to say. And so I tried to own my space when I bowed. And instead of hiding from the audience, I tried to look at them just for a moment. And when that little voice in my head said, well, they probably didn't like you that much anyway, I responded and said, hey, voice, you know what? I worked really hard for this moment. I learned. I grew. And I deserve to celebrate my experience as an actor today. And then I ran out to embrace the audience and I looked at them with my whole face. I bowed and I just spent one split second of a moment accepting their applause and thanking them with my presence for being there to support our show. And after the show, 
We didn't actually have a meet and greet outside for this show. Thank heavens. <laughs> but um, before I even learned that we weren't going to have a meet and greet, I decided that I was going to try to have a different attitude about it. Okay. So in this circumstance, since we didn't end up having it, when when somebody congratulated me on the show, instead of hiding from them and just being like, oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, thanks for coming. I tried to graciously accept the praise and celebrate with them that we as a community had gotten to share in a live performance experience together. And it didn't really matter if I was the world's best actor or not, or if my voice was perfect or not. I wanted to celebrate us coming together as a community, and I've tried to do that. Now, this might look totally different in your life. Maybe you don't hide in the ways that I have, but I think we all do have different ways that we hide and other ways that um, maybe you're better at showing up consistently for yourself and maybe some ways that I'm good at showing up consistently for myself that you struggle with. But whatever that looks like for you, I hope that you can practice taking up your space, however much space you take up. Now, I do want to be clear that I'm not saying um, that the, the manner that the first pedestrian apologized while crossing the street was wrong. You know, he ran across the street and then immediately went back to his normal walking pace. Um, There is something really beautiful about his desire to be courteous and kind to others around him. You know, he wanted to get across the street quickly to be courteous to me. And that's a lovely thing. And certainly I could envision a scenario where someone might actually be taking up their space in excess. You know, I was thinking of my daughter playing at the splash pad the other day. And my daughter feels like she owns the splash pad, especially the slides. She goes down the slide and then she climbs back up so that she can slide again and then go climb back up and go down the slide. And there's a line up at the top. There's other kids who are waiting to go down the slide and she doesn't give them a chance. (laughs) (laughs) and she doesn't want to have to go around and wait in line. And so I try to talk to her about that. But And this could be an example of taking up space, you know. But it's probably an example of taking up space that's maybe not as appropriate. And so I'm not going to go into tons of specifics about what would be appropriate or what wouldn't be appropriate, okay? Because there will be times when you set a boundary and someone else will say that your boundary is inappropriate, but you, with your best judgment, you get to set that boundary and you get to stick to it. And then maybe you you do the boundary and you decide later that you weren't really living up to your values the way that you wanted to by setting that boundary. And so you can learn from the situation and make a different decision in the future. And also, if you set the boundary and someone else doesn't like it, you get to own the fact that you're making a different decision than someone else would make, and that's totally fine. So I'm not going to say what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. But at the very least, for myself, based on my values, I do want to make sure that I'm being respectful and courteous and kind to other people, but without bowing down and self-sacrificing every moment. You know what I mean? There are moments where... I need to stand up for myself, but I want to do it. Um, I want to hold a boundary 
that I believe it and that I believe in, and I want to do it respectfully and professionally and hold my space. So I think that there are ways to take up space that can be detrimental to you and to other people if they are not done appropriately. So this is another example of when I was driving on a slick Idaho road in the winter, and it was also near the same university. Okay, so this was a few years ago, and there was a student who most likely probably wasn't from this area, and they didn't understand driving on slick roads. (laughs) And this student, um, she knew that she had the right of way, and she kind of bursts out onto the street without me having enough space to safely slow down and stop on the slick roads. And so I'm pumping my brakes. My heart is pounding. I'm trying to figure out a way to maybe swerve to protect her. But I was just going to slide right into her. And um, luckily, I was just barely able to stop. But the scariest thing about this situation is that she knew that she had the right of way and she took her sweet time to get across the street. And just the way that her posture was, again, I just am catching a glimpse of her. So I don't know that I can totally judge this, but she kind of had her chin up in the air and she didn't even glance over at me. It was like, I own this street. (laughs) I'm confident and I'm going to take the time that I need. And she had no idea the battle that I was going through to try to save her life. You know, so this was her setting a boundary that she wanted to cross the street, but she didn't really know that it was harming her and that it could potentially harm me as well. And that experience has always stuck with me because sometimes, um, you know, if we stand up to somebody else, but we don't do it in an appropriate way, it can come back to bite us. And we have to know that if we're setting boundaries, that sometimes there are natural consequences that come with that. And that's all part of our journey of figuring out our boundary boundaries. So um, like I said, that, that was not very helpful for her, not helpful for me. It put us both in a dangerous spot. She thought she was holding a safe boundary, but she was forgetting that that natural law of icy roads and that the natural law superseded her desire to own her presence. Okay. And so, like I said, one of those natural laws is that when you lift other people, you lift yourself as well. You're building community. And so we want to be careful that when you're taking up space, you're not doing it by being a jerk or putting other people's da- other people down, neglecting them. You know, we're trying to find ways to own our presence, own your presence, own my presence, to speak your mind, to set boundaries, communicate your needs, etc., And keep your eye open to help others, to lift them, to celebrate them, to build with them. And um, that is such a joyful thing to work on in your own life. And so, um, and that's definitely something I'm working on with myself and trying to teach my daughter. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining with me in this space today. I'm taking this space to share the things that have helped me as an artist. And I hope that you will find joy and inspiration here as well. So it's time to stop waiting in the wings. Go out, take your space, and take the stage, my friends. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. 
We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material.